Helldivers 2 is not pay to win. Despite attempts to make this claim over the course of the game's strong first weekend, and the dialogue surrounding this reached such a level that the CEO of the developer spoke out about the game's microtransaction design. Ultimately, it comes down to argumentation that requires redefining a term to such a broad degree that virtually every game with even the most moderate microtransactions could be called pay to win. I've continued to argue that we should be specific in our criticisms and muddying the waters of what pay to win actually is helps the worst offenders hide in the muddled and confusing category that is starting to lack clarity. Most of this seems genuinely motivated by commitments to negativity, not thoughtful or facts-based criticism. There are plenty of games who have handled their microtransactions in a very poor way, and this is not one of those times. A game that has everything set up in such a pro-player and pro-engagement setup, it's being criticized for pay-to-win that's just honestly laughable to me. It's one thing to say you don't like monetization or a game selling certain items. You are entitled to that opinion. But misleading the public with claims of pay-to-win is not just sharing an opinion, it's spreading misinformation. Now, I put all the good information right here at the beginning of the video. It's a longer video because it is a live stream. So if you're watching it later and I'm not streaming, make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you are here for the live shows. So the claim that Helldivers 2 is pay to win is making the rounds, and I have to firmly say, this is not true. The game is not pay to win. In a world where egregious pay to win and scummy microtransactions exist, accusing a very pro-player setup of pay to win is honestly embarrassing. It just comes off as a forced negative narrative, rather than thoughtful analysis of a game's systems. And this got to the point that even the CEO of the company who made the game, well, they spoke out about their game and their commitment. So the first thing I want to do is talk about what happened. I also want to point to how successful this game has been to the point that the devs weren't even prepared and the expectations for player engagement has far exceeded what they were anticipating. Secondly, I want to look at the reactions to all of this. I went on a small rant about this. I put it on Twitter and I wanted to see what folks thought and largely the gaming community is in agreement about this. But detractors and bad faith arguments are a constant in the gaming space today. Lastly, I will tell you what I think and I want to to break this down logically because so many unfounded assumptions are baked into the argument that Helldivers 2 is pay to win. And more than that, when you have to define a term to your liking prior to making the argument, well, the argument is immediately weakened by that. You're basically finely tuning a word and a definition to suit a predetermined position rather than analyzing a game's systems and arriving at a conclusion from facts. So first, what happened? Well, first and foremost, let's just establish what the game has, right? Xfire.com summarized it as follows. While Helldivers 2 has microtransactions in the form of super credits you can use to buy those for in-game cosmetic items and gear, it's different from other models. Players can earn super credits through regular gameplay, including completing missions and trading medals. This means diligent players can acquire premium items without spending money. And that's pretty much it. You can buy gear with super credits, you can buy the battle pass, you can get those items if you want to, and you can get those super credits if you would like to buy them with regular money. Oh, and the gear that you can buy is either completely cosmetic in the store, or there is the premium battle pass, which is almost all cosmetic. 
All weapons on the free battle pass are not just greater in number, they are actually better. There is only one gun on the premium battle pass that you cannot get on the standard. It's the Senator Pistol. And that gun isn't even that great, and it isn't even a primary weapon. This game is simply not conducive to that gun having any impact on anything. And guess what? You can get the premium pass and the guns on the premium pass without spending money. The rest of the guns on the premium track are duplicates of guns from the free track and they look different and maybe they have something like explosive or incendiary rounds which arguably makes them worse and less effective it's just more for show so even the gear you can technically buy it's not really game impacting and again you can get that gear without spending money again this is a live service game that equips the player with the ability to earn all of the premium stuff on the battle pass instead of buying it And even if you buy the premium pass, you still have to earn medals by playing the game to get the gear from it. It's not like you buy the premium battle pass and you just immediately have everything. So that's it. That's what this game is doing. That's what's causing the claims of pay to win. Really let that sink in, right? There are plenty of games with premium battle passes that give the player zero opportunity to get those items or those cosmetics without spending money. You just have to, right? I've played plenty of games where when you see that premium battle pass, there is no path to earning those things, and Helldivers 2 lets you Play the game in a way where you don't have to spend a dime. Now, obviously, if you want the cosmetics sold in the store, that's separate. But their premium battle pass is more pro player than pretty much any battle pass I've ever interacted with. So again, let this sink in. We have games with an entire meta in culture of spending large amounts of money through gambling mechanics, motivating players and whales to get the perfect team or to, you know, if you don't, you stand virtually no chance of winning. We've got gotcha games where they intentionally show you what you almost won. They use pity systems to motivate you to keep spending because, well, eventually you'll get what you want, creating sunk cost and and utilizing that sunk cost to manipulate the player into more spending but Helldivers 2 has the apparent audacity as a PvE only game to let folks buy a currency and maybe skip some of the grind and get that premium battle pass faster than earning it normally you can see compared to some of the worst microtransactions offenders why this claim is just well it's stupid completely optional and completely avoidable purchases and natural earn rates in the game are so generous Donnie from Pure Dead Gaming has been tracking just how quick he's been able to earn the premium items that were claimed to be paid to win in just a matter of the opening weekend he was able to get the premium one premium item through playing and after that one he had just played for four more hours He was already 50% of the way toward the next one. There simply is no evidence that this game is pay to win. And the CEO of the company took to Twitter to talk about this because many people are praising the game's microtransaction setup because you can completely avoid it if you want. Again, they let you earn the premium battle pass. How many games let you do that? And he said the following. He says, I'm partial, but we really applied ourselves to not make it pay to win even though items are functionally different the only item that's pay to win is the revolver which will win you any cool gun competition only minor problem is that it's not that good 
I can attest to the fact that that pistol's not that good. And again, as I said, it's not even a primary weapon. It's not going to turn the tide of any fight. It's like your backup once you run out. It's not that strong. It's not that effective. And you have to reload it quite a bit. So the CEO is playing a bit of a semantics game. He's like, the only real thing that would be pay to win is the revolver. And that's not even pay to win because, again, you can earn it. You don't have to buy it. This is not something held behind a paywall. Since you can't actually win against another player in the game, you're not actually winning anything. Like he said, you could win this cool gun competition, but nobody's running around doing that in this game. Most of us are looking at our stratagems and thinking about how to stay alive, not, oh, you got a pistol and that's cooler than my not pistol. Like, it's a completely PvE and co-op game. So if you got matched up with a pay whale, maybe they went crazy and they got the battle pass and they've played a bunch and they got everything from the premium track okay they've unlocked everything available that also means they've played a lot because just buying the premium pass doesn't mean that you get those items right away you still have to play you still have to earn the medals from the missions in order to get those items that would generally mean that that person is actually helping your game because they've played a bunch they probably have a bunch of stratagems anytime I play with somebody who has played more than me or who has unlocked more things than me it actually is a better experience because they've got more stuff to use in the battle now if you're worried about winning a cool gun competition because you still want to insist this game's pay to win because someone paid money and they got that pistol faster than you because you're trying to earn it instead of buying the premium battle pass that's a self-created external competition that is not something that is inherent to the game so again as exhaustively as we can state it this game is not pay to win now the ceo also replied to somebody praising the microtransaction setup and he said the following you have to earn the right to monetize monetize i truly believe that if people want to support this title they have an option but we are never forcing anyone to do so this is precisely why using the term pay to win is so dishonest with reference to helldivers 2 pay to win was born out of games where you feel like you literally have to pay in order to win it was born out of describing a game as saying that's a pay to win game right it conveyed an idea it was an indictment that game's not won by skill you have to pay money to have a better team paying in order to play a non-pvp game less is a completely different category and conflating it betrays ignorance or malice or both because really that's all people are doing in this game if they spend money is they're buying a premium battle pass which means they don't have to slowly get the currency to get the premium battle pass they're just bypassing that grind there also seems to be a forced and false narrative that this game didn't have a strong opening weekend which is just about as laughable as calling it pay to win again looking at the facts that's more helpful than looking at dishonest bloviation first according to sales reports Helldivers 2 has sold around a million copies in just a few days surpassing initial estimates keep in mind this is a smaller studio and it's only a $40 game game anytime a game surpasses launch estimates 
well, I think something special is probably happening. Now, sadly, that level of success comes with its own problems. On Sunday, the game was set to surpass 155,000 concurrence on Steam, and it was beyond 360,000 total across both Steam and PlayStation, so more people were actually playing on PlayStation. Even when they increased capacity, it wasn't enough. According to GameSpot, the developer explained that it increased the server capacity from 250,000 total players to 360,000, but that wasn't enough as the concurrent player count jumped to the new maximum in less than six minutes after it was implemented. This means that well over 200,000 were playing on PlayStation in addition to the 155,000 that you could see on Steam. Now, just last night, Monday evening, they got within like 4,000. They got really close to 200,000 concurrence on Steam. I believe that put it in like fourth place on the top played games on Steam. That's on a Monday evening. If they can get on top of server demands, I would not be surprised if they can hit an even higher number this weekend. Word of mouth is spreading, and the headlines are going to drive sales. Because listen, when people see, man, that game's popping off, man, the servers can't even stay up. They're they're trying their best to stay ahead of it. Once the servers stabilize and maintenance is finally kind of concluded or calmed down, that can really help a game hit momentum, and it can help it hit stride. So... Again, I expect this to hit higher player counts throughout this week and even more on the weekend, but let's look at the reactions to all of this. This is an ongoing discussion, right? People are claiming it's pay-to-win. People are analyzing the systems. People are looking at the player-based numbers, okay? Now, a reaction I'm seeing from a lot of folks that are really not bothered by this, they essentially say that faster progression just equals less playtime. Now, this is an observation that I think needs to be made because I said in my previous video, The assumption that less playtime is a superior experience, that's an unfounded assumption. That's not an objectively true thing. It's just your opinion. And again, that's going to be subjective to the player as well. Someone could see and say, look, you're spending money to play the game less. I think that's an inferior experience. Thus making non-payment the winning position or the superior experience. Donnie from Pure Dead Gaming was showing, look how quickly you can earn things that were being described as pay to win. But there are folks saying the following in response to anybody talking about this. They're like, listen, if you pay for a shortcut and PVE, that's pay to win. That's essentially their position on this. They're basically claiming that getting the item is winning if you get it faster than somebody else. But games like this, they rise and fall on the content loop and having an addicting cycle and rewarding you for your time. So again, it is pure presumption and assumption to think that paying for an item instead of earning it, you're just assuming that that's winning. To many, it would be losing because there's no satisfaction in doing that. Let's do a thought experiment. Okay, let's just do a thought experiment. In Fortnite, I can gift skins to my kiddos' accounts. Whenever we played Lego Fortnite, they wanted skins. I would, you know, go to the store and I could say, gift this to somebody and I could send it to them. Now imagine that I could gift you premium items in Helldivers 2 with my own real world money. Let's just say that I could send everything to you and I just did that as a gift. I was like oh it's your birthday. Now if you were looking forward to earning those items and you had no way to reject the gift, it just kind of shows up in your inventory, you would probably be pretty ticked off. Your ideal gaming experience and your grind was taken from you. This demonstrates why the assertion that bypass a grind in a PvE game is 
well that's pay to win this this disrupts that because you can see depending on the player it would be quite the opposite of winning it would be game ruining to suddenly not have that grind to not have that sense of progression and to not have that sense of earn rate like oh i'm earning things the more that i play now i also saw a lot of people agreeing with my sentiment they were saying well pay to win makes no sense outside of pvp This is so painfully obvious and so easily demonstrated to be true, it makes the whole debate feel a bit foolish from jump. Hijacking a term because you want to be critical of any microtransactions that show up, it's just ultimately fruitless. If you don't like games with pay to progress, just say that. But mislabeling them is simply dishonest. I also saw this reaction. Well, you can get everything for free, so pay to win as a claim doesn't make sense. This again touches on one of the real problems with pay to win. Virtually all games historically described as pay to win set it up to where you simply cannot get the best players or the best team without spending money. There is no non-paying option to those advantages. As far as I can tell, non-payment in Helldivers 2, it's not just viable, it's preferred by the folks who play these types of games. They like to have something to work toward. They want to have that sense of, this is enjoyable. Every time I play, I have something to unlock. Once you lose those things to chase, once you no longer have things to unlock, player enjoyment engagement tends to go down. So, let me give you my thoughts on this. As I have stated multiple times, uh, just today as well as before, I think I even demonstrated with my thought experiment, getting something faster is not equated or equal to winning. Holding that position just just portrays assumptions and presumptions, proving the position's not facts-based, but it is presuppositionally based, right? If I attempt to argue for the position that this game's pay to win, right? One of the best ways to dismantle an argument is to try to argue for it. And I'm like, okay, what's the best way for me to say Helldivers 2 is pay to win? Let me let me just try to put myself into the mindset of people that are arguing for this. The only way to do it, I have to redefine what pay to win means to suit the argument. This is probably the worst way to make a point or to make an argument. Words and terms are not just defined by their context when they are used. They are also contextually derived. And the history and the context that Pay to Win was born out of simply doesn't apply to PvE games where you can pay to progress or pay for an XP boost. What is especially frustrating about this is that both pay to progress and pay to skip are perfectly suitable terms. They require virtually no qualification. Imagine telling somebody who plays a lot of pay to win sports games and you say, yeah, that Helldivers 2 is pay to win. They'd be like, what? How? Is there PvP? You would end up having to describe pay to progress or pay to skip mechanics but if you just told them yeah it's got some pay to progress or pay to skip you can buy this premium battle pass and you can bypass the grind to get the premium battle pass for free well now you're basically just describing something that's not pay to win you're getting down into the minutia of like well it's basically pay to skip pay to win is simply invoked and it's used because it generates clicks. It generates negative attention. It's not used in good faith, which undermines the entire self-righteous quest 
of the people using it. You're doing the very thing that you seem to be against, to deal in misinformation while trying to judge or wax self-righteous about a game's microtransactions. It's just hypocrisy, plain and simple. I can't help but notice a trend in those claiming that this game is pay to win or, or, or maybe the people that are claiming that the game's not doing well, right? Well, they all seem to be predisposed to be against PlayStation. And that's fine. You, you can have your preferences, right? You don't have to like PlayStation. You don't have to like live service games, but I can't help think that how strongly folks claimed, well, PlayStation's live service efforts, they've already failed. Why? Well, because they canceled The Last of Us Online. And now, when a proper live service game lands and it exceeds sales expectations, and it has very player-friendly pricing and microtransactions, well, well, we have to force a false narrative. To me, that's all this is. Just more forced false narratives because, well, that's a great way to pay the bills. And about a game, really, that it hit both PS5 and PC. So many folks can play this game right now. And they, and as far as I can tell, they are, right? On a Monday evening, they hit almost 200,000 players just on Steam alone. And the people playing are having a good time. The Steam score has turned around after the crashes and the problems. It's heading to an 80%. It's got great scores on PlayStation 5. Everybody's praising it. Probably the people that are playing this are having a better time than those peddling falsehood about the game. <laughs> That's for sure. But... That's just what I think. What do you think? So let me give you my closing thoughts and conclusion on this. The discussion about pay to win in PvE games just comes down to the question of accuracy, right? Which is more accurate to say in the history of video games and the terminologies that we use? Is it more precise and clear to say Helldivers is pay to win or pay to progress? Because the purchases themselves are very distinctly different. You keep buying card packs in a sports game because you want to get good players. Why? What's the motive? Well, to help you win. Ergo, you say pay to win. So pay to win isn't just describing the culture that it fosters. It's describing the motive of the purchase as well. So why does someone pay for an XP boost or the premium battle pass in Helldivers? Well, maybe they're short on time. Maybe they're trying to catch up with their friends. Maybe they just like getting everything in the game. Maybe they just like battle passes. It's hard to assume that anything resembling the mindset of, well, I need to pay this because I want to win. Like, that's not the motivation of the purchases that you see inside of Helldivers. It's either a cosmetic store or a premium battle pass. And that premium battle pass, again, to restate it for the umpteenth time, it can be earned by just playing, and almost no games do this with their premium battle passes. That's why using the term pay to win in this case, it's just dishonest. It's just misleading. It doesn't even accurately represent the people spending the money and their motivations, along with the basic function and purpose of what they've purchased. An XP boost eventually runs out. Eventually, you hit max level. Eventually, everybody's going to have everything from the premium battle pass, whether they spent money or not. But paying for a top-tier team in a sports game, well, that doesn't run out. It's a static. It's a, it's a transcendent advantage that another player can only overcome by getting out their wallet. The second thing I want to say is this game is nailing the fundamentals. 
And you can see it in the player response. With its current player peak just shy of 200,000 on Steam, it landed in the top five games on a Monday evening. Eurogamer just published an article saying, Helldivers 2 AA Energy is an antidote to video game malaise. And it's hard to disagree. The game is just fun. It harkens back to an era that we all miss, just shooting up baddies with your buddies. And I love that a $40 game is quieting so many of the empty criticisms that I'm just so tired of hearing. Well, live service games are trash, or, well, this is pay-to-win garbage. I love how the game's success and how well the game is doing will silence all of the falsehood just by the game existing. Find some new forced talking points, because honestly, those ones are getting a little tired. My conclusion is this. I previously said that Helldivers 2 would be the first true test of PlayStation's live service plans, and without question, it's off to a strong start. They, I think, might even end up acquiring Arrowhead Game Studios. That's the pattern with PlayStation, right? Where you buy a partner that you had a strong showing with. The focus now, I would think, would be smoothing out the rough edges and the lingering problems. You want to see that Steam score continue to go back up, and matchmaking simply must be fixed or this game will not survive. Just last night, I wanted to jump on and grind some medals, and when you set the difficulty to like a one or a two, you can solo it within reason. It was fun. It just took a little bit longer than, and it wasn't quite as fun as playing with other people. Now, thankfully, I can send out word in the community Discord that we have, and I had a squad in a matter of like a minute, but matchmaking would have been the quicker route. The only silver lining I can think of that like matchmaking's broken right now, but it might lead to good things is players are largely grouping up. They're forming good habits and awareness as well as strategies because there's more communication and synergy happening when you're playing with other people that you already know. Almost like a Helldivers boot camp. So once matchmaking is working more consistently, well, the player pool is just going to kind of be a pool that gets it, right? They've been playing with others and now they can kind of play with the public. This should actually help the, the health and the longevity of the game. They also need to outline a roadmap and a content rhythm. I hate to be that guy, but listen, players are very quickly going to say, okay, what's next? In my experience, around three weeks after launch, you need to establish a trajectory and set expectations. This is definitely a game folks will take breaks from, right? You're just going to get to a point where like, all right, I want to play something else. That game was fun. Time to take a little bit of a break. But you want to plant the seed now before they start taking their breaks. Hey, make sure and come back. We're going to be launching, you know, X, Y, and Z in the future, right? But for now, I mean, (laughs) as far as we can tell in virtually every metric to analyze, whether it's sales or player engagement, this game is crushing it. And I'm excited to see just how high they can get that player number this weekend, since the numbers were even stronger on PlayStation than the ones that we were able to see on Steam. But those are just my thoughts. Now it's time to hear your thoughts. And that's the show open, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Make sure you smash that like button. Already over 500 people here. So let's shoot our sights on 200 likes. And we've, we're, we're going to try to get back up to 3,000 members again this week. We're at like 27, 2,800 around there. And I'm going to tell you something. Friday night, I'm not planning on doing a stream this Friday night. We have plans, but... If you guys can hit 3,000, I'll come back, I'll boot up, we'll have some drinks, we'll have some laughs, maybe we'll play, I don't know, maybe I'll try and play Helldivers with Madam this Friday. And if you guys can hit 3,000, I'll let everybody come, I'll put the emoji in front of Madam, it'll be a good time. 
So if you guys push that envelope, that's going to be the goal we set uh, this week. Because right now, as it stands, I, I, I've got plans. So when I get home on Friday night, like I'm not going to be doing a, a stream. But I'll do one if you guys uh, can hit the goal. So let me pop out the chat here. That little that little thing at the top of chat looks different. I think they're continuing to update the UI. Um, oops, I don't want to be in top chat. There we go. So good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of you. Thank you so much for being here this morning. I appreciate it very, very much. Um, and a single gifted from Joker Quinn. There it is. First member of the day. Han shot first, and so did you. Thank you so much, Joker Quinn. He's like, let's get things started. Oops, I hit that button again. I meant to hit that one. There we go. Han got to pop out twice. There we go. Disabling friendly fire could ruin the mechanics of the game. Teams could cheese stratagems on themselves. Yo, Patrick Q with the gifted member. Thank you so much. Yeah, listen, I was concerned about friendly fire. I was. I thought, ah, friendly fire, it's funny for a little bit, but after a while, it's not funny, okay? It would fundamentally change the game. They have to leave friendly fire on. Even just last night, we were playing with some guys, and broken surprise, his stinking laser drone or whatever it was, it kept burning me up. Like, I'd be shooting, I would turn to look at some enemies, and all of a sudden I would see this beam go, and it would just, like, cut through me. I was like, gee, many Christmas, bro! But... It adds to the it just adds to the intensity. Like you have to be aware of the people around you and what's going on. I shot somebody right in the head just last night, right? I had out my pistol, I'm sitting here shooting at some things, I'm ADS because it feels good to ADS that pistol, and somebody just walks right in front of me and I'm like kaplunk and down they went. <laughs> it's like you gotta be aware of your buddies or you're gonna walk right into their fire. I mean I I think that it is a it is an actual it's a fundamental aspect of the game, and if you removed it, it wouldn't it wouldn't feel the same. Bro sexy with 20 months in a VIP. Creeping on two years, gonna keep paying for you to win. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's pay to win, guys, is keeping your membership going here. Eugene says, explain to me how this premium battle pass is different from Destiny's or any other battle pass that include upgrade materials as rewards. Well, a fundamental difference here would be, Eugene, that they let you earn everything on the premium battle pass without spending money. Now, unless they made a change in Destiny, the last time I played Destiny, you don't get anything on the premium track until you spend money. This game says, if you don't want to spend money, that's fine. It'll take you a little bit longer, but you can just earn everything on the premium track. How many games let you do that? How many games say we have our standard track, which is free, and we have our premium track, which is also free if you play enough? Like, I don't know games that do that. The premium track is always, no, yeah, you got to buy it. There's no option to to earn or get the stuff on a premium track. I, I don't think I've ever played a game that does that. Now, there were times, I don't know if this is still true, there were times where I believe it was Fortnite where they gave you enough currency on the premium pass. If you saved it, you could buy the next one. That's kind of like, okay, you buy it once and you can kind of like earn the V-Bucks carried over by the next, by the next, by the next. Like that's pro player if you're if you're diligent to do it. But I don't know of any game that's like, here's the free pass and here's the premium pass and the premium pass it's basically free too no fall guys you can't earn any of the stuff on the premium without spending money you you have to spend money 
I don't think I've ever played Fall Guys and seen, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I misunderstand how Fall Guys works, but my understanding is, I remember I did it once for one of my kiddos, she was like, oh, I can't get any of this stuff. I can't get any of this stuff. And, and then she had to, we, we, I spent money and she got all the skins. To me, to me, I think that that's a huge, huge win for the player. I think that's a huge win for, honestly, that's a huge win for battle passes. If other companies start seeing, hey, that really worked for them, why don't we let people earn the premium stuff? You know, maybe it is a a better route for engagement because then people that don't want to spend money are actually going to play your game longer. Like you're giving them grooves and earn rates to stay in the game. And obviously the whales are going to buy the premium pass and they're not going to wait. They're just going to immediately buy it. It's 10 bucks, by the way. Wired Rope with the five bomb on the gifted member right there taking us to seven members on the day. If you guys can get us back up to 3,000 members. I will do a stream this Friday night. I'm not planning on doing one right now because we have plans, but I'll come back. It'll be a little bit later, like 9 or 9.30, and Madam and I will play Helldivers. My wife and I will play. We'll see how she can how she can hang with the boys in some uh, in some Helldivers. If you guys want to do that, I'll let everybody come to that, by the way. We'll just put Madam's emoji in front of her. Eugene says, that's nice, but is there anything else different? These other games include upgrade materials on their premium pass. Is Helldivers doing more than that? Are they including other worse things? No. Okay, so there's what it, I think there's five guns on the premium track. Four or five. Only one of them is unique to the premium track. The Senator Pistol or Hand Cannon, whatever the frick you want to call it. Alright? Now, the other weapons are simply duplicates of weapons you can get on the free pass, but they look different and they have like, I I bought the one that had like explosive rounds and arguably it actually weakens the gun. It's more for show. Like it does kind of stun the enemies a little bit, but it doesn't do more damage or anything. So even if you try to argue that like, well, that was pay to win Lono because you bought the more expensive version. You were able to get that gun faster uh, and it made you stronger in the game. It's like, well, not really. It actually felt like it was quite a bit weaker than the guns everybody else was using. It just felt more for show. It's almost like cosmetic. It's like it's the gun is orange and it causes like little stunning explosions that seemingly works against my DPS. So I've actually switched to another weapon because I didn't find that weapon to be that good. The weapons on the free pass seem to be better. So that's it. Yeah, like Donnie is saying, the premium guns, like you'll get like explosive rounds, but then they nerf the other stats. So it ends up balancing out. Again, it just feels completely for show. It's like, oh, my gun now has explosive rounds, but they tone down the damage. So the gun's not any better. People are literally just looking for something to complain about and doing it falsely. That's exactly what it is, Eugene. Good day, Lono. They need to uh, they need to fix quick play. Solo missions are hard. I said that in my show open lion. I said, listen, if Helldivers two is gonna last, you gotta get quick play working. You got to because solo players are gonna be the. the, the I'm telling you, they're the bread and butter of a game like this. Swade says, apparently, I'm out of the loop. What's up with Madam having an emoji now? So Swade, on a typical Friday night with the the paying members and up the $6 tier and up she's on camera 
we decided earlier this year that madam streams would be reserved for paying members only gifted members we were getting people in the gifted pool that don't like me and i just think that that's a little uncomfortable to have people so dedicated to disliking me seeing a member of my family i just think that that's that's a that's a barrier i'm going to put up because people have been very nasty so now, if we let all gifteds come on a Friday night and Madam's here, I just put like an emoji in front of her so they can hear her ripping me up and cutting up. They can get like a sampling of the content. And if they want to pay, then they'll never miss out on one of those streams. So it's just something that we decided to do earlier this year. Brooklyn Breed says, all you got to do is ask them if they played the game. Watch how they reply. Mark Davis, welcome back in. Jumping back in as a member. Right, Brooklyn. Like, they haven't played. Because when I saw the claims on Twitter, I was like, I, I've played a bunch. I've played for like nine hours. What are these people talking about? And I was like, oh, I was like, I bought the, the, the extra expensive edition. Like I spent the extra 10 bucks. I said, so maybe it's already unlocked for me and I just didn't realize So then I did a little bit of digging, and I was like, okay, how exactly does this work? Like, what's a non-paying experience look like, like, versus a paying experience, okay? What's going to be the big difference between our experiences? And when I realized that it was basically set up in such a way as to where I bought the premium pass, but I still have to play the game to spend the medals, Like, I'm not actually skipping ahead of other players. It's just that I'm unlocking it. Now I have to play. Now I have to grind. Okay? Then I said, okay, well, what about the people who don't pay? And people are like, oh, well, they can... They can... They can they can still get the stuff. They just they just have to earn the currency. You can get the currency through gameplay. You can buy the currency from the free pass. So they gave you a route as a non-paying player to get the premium battle pass. I can't stress that enough. Like the fact that people tried to turn this into a pay-to-win discussion has actually, in my opinion, really hyper-focused on the fact that this game is incredibly pro player it's not trying to manipulate you into spending money it's like no you don't have to if you don't want to like typically the way a battle pass works is you're moving your way through the free track and you're constantly seeing the premium stuff that you're not getting so you're constantly reminded like for 10 bucks you'd get all this stuff for 10 bucks you'd get all this stuff this game's like oh no yeah you want the premium pass yeah you can earn it if you want you don't have to pay it like I don't know very many games, if any, that let you do that. Butter says, this is where Kill the Justice League shines for me. A unique take on the Battle Pass. Um, When talking about earning premium on the Battle Pass, do they offer the ability to go back to previous seasons? Oh, they've not spoken to that yet, Butters. That's a good question for them. Would I be able to go back to this war bond later in, you know, four months? Or is it going to be gone? with the way they have it set up and the way that they call them war bonds, I would imagine you would just be able to go to a tab that says previous war bonds. I don't, I just, I really don't get the impression that they're trying to do the classic FOMO, don't stop playing, nickel and dime. None of that is present here. None of that's present. Now, Donnie's saying, no butters, you can't. Once it's done, it's done. Okay, well, I would say that's 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 a valid criticism. I like battle passes that are like, oh, you can come back later. Like, let's say 
you war bonds don't expire well now hang on Pobuddy's nerfic is saying something different he's saying something different than you Donnie battle passes in Helldivers 2 are forever says um I'm not something something nasty something nasty is saying that they don't expire reckless gambit is saying war bonds never expire they've stated that so they've specifically addressed this question well then there's quite literally there's nothing in this game that is traditionally criticized in live service games a battle pass that never goes away a premium pass that can be earned by not spending money like if that's (laughs) this is why i said like people that were being critical of team ambush welcome back as a member people that were being critical of like kill the justice league set of like there's no FOMO like there everything that's set up for the player like why would you criticize this there are games right now with egregious pay to win and gambling mechanics and the way the gotcha games works it's like well you the, the pity mechanic well you've already spent $30 you might as well keep spending because now you're closer the pity mechanics gonna trigger eventually so you you might as well keep spending which creates an in an absolutely sinister plot to basically make it to where earn rates and drop rates are low because that's going to keep you spending money because eventually you overcome those low drop rates it's just ridiculous like and that, there are games that do that they manipulate the player into spending more money and this game is like you don't have to spend money no yeah you can earn the premium pass yeah yeah oh you bought the premium pass and you had to take a break no worries. It doesn't expire. Yeah, you, you. when you come back later, it'll all be here. This is everything we've wanted in live service games. All the things that we have said, hey man, hey man, stop doing that. We don't like that. And they're like, okay, we're not doing any of that. Yeah, and what something nasty saying, all, all post-launch content is free. It's free. Like what? <laughs> a four, It's just remarkable. It's remarkable that this is even a discussion. DJ Rage says for now. Oh, for Pete's sakes. We're not arguing about some hypothetical future where you think they start charging for post-launch content. We're talking about reality, not a, not a presumed potential reality. Why would we do that? Well, you know, they, they might start... Uh, uh, they might make PvP servers later. Like, what's the point in even talking about that? Like, yes, for now, that's what we're talking about. And with the success they've had, do you think they're gonna? You think they're gonna change course? Do you think they're gonna change strategies? I said stratagem last night, and my wife's like, "What did you say?" I'm like, "Stratagems." She's like, blah, blah, blah. "I was like, no, it's a word. It's a word, babe." <laughs> she's like, "She's like, did somebody just like you know make a typo and they just shipped it anyway?" I was like, "No, it's a word, babe." <laughs> Orotomus says this pay-to-win argument's a nothing burger. Longevity for Helldivers Two is expanding its reach by having a roadmap by dropping consistent content with new modes like PvP. Oh no. Uh, you you had me in the first half. I'll give you that. But no. There is absolutely no reason to add PvP to this game. When you have a game that's just busting at the seams with players and they're rallying around the fact that it's a fun co-op game where you shoot aliens, that's completely out of left field to be like, "We've added PvP." PvP would be terrible for this game. Yeah, what's a Forza? That's right. That's my wife. <laughs> 
we were talking about video games one night and I said Forza and she's like what's a Forza <laughs> you are missing out if you don't tune into Friday night streams when my wife is here alright listen you guys get us to 3,000 members she's gonna be so grumpy about it cause she doesn't think we're streaming Friday night I'm like babe they hit 3,000 members we, we gotta play Helldivers this Friday night alright we're at 2788 you guys only need 200 you don't even need 200 you probably only need about 170 170 and with my gifteds as on top we'll hit it and then we'll stream Friday night it'll be a little bit later cause we'll be coming back from something it's not as bad as a gotcha, but I still want to push back on the pay for an advantage FOMO Superstore. They're selling unique armor for real money only on a timed rotation. Y- yeah, but the stats are like, I've not seen any stats in that store that aren't identical to everything else that you've got. Like there is no, there is no path to power with that. You're not going to like go buy armor and tank up. It's not that kind of game. You aren't. Didn't hear anything about the perks on the armor in the paid shop. The perks are even the same as those you can earn for free, not any better. That's exactly right. Like, I didn't even make mention of that, because that, again, that's just the nothing burger. It's like, they're not selling power. They're not. You cannot buy power. There, There's no way for you to spend money, and you're like, well, I'm stronger than the guy next to me. It's It's literally not possible. You could only argue that, well, you bought the premium pass and got that gun quicker than me. and you'd, But then you'd have to argue that the guns are better, and I'm not seeing evidence of that either. The guns that are on the free pass are better than the premium. Now, somebody might say, well, in the future, Lono, there would be the concern that they would put better games on the premium pass. Given the pushback they've gotten right now, and given the CEO's comments, I'm confident they would not do that. Their commitment is to not do that, to not put power behind a paywall, or to make the game pay to win. They're against doing that. They don't want somebody to feel like, well, Johnny credit card booted up day one and he's nuking the world and I've got to slowly earn all that power. It simply isn't set up that way in any respect. You get gold text on your title. The color is clearly an advantage. A mode like Exo Primal where your team advances hill against another team would be dope. Erotimus, I think the problem is is the player power is so insanely strong. Like, boot into a game right now with your buddy, run across a field, and then and then try to fight each other. Like, you can kill each other so insanely fast, I don't think this game would be conducive to PvP. Yo! Something Nasty's been in here this morning contributing to the conversation and picks up a membership. That is the gifted tier. That's kind of like a sample. You can get into our Discord. You can come to most of the members-only content. If you upgrade to the $6 tier, that's everything. $5 is mainly reserved for gifted. I wish we had an easier way of setting this up. Well, that's why we named it gifted member and VIP, but yeah. Um, Good morning, Lone, everybody. Well, yo, what's good, Khaled? Yeah, I just, Erotimus, I don't think a game that makes the players so incredibly strong, I don't think it's conducive to PvP. They'd have to nerf everything. Listen, I'm just going to say it. PvP doesn't belong in every game. It simply doesn't. I remember people would say this all the time about Anthem. I'm like, 
the way they built Anthem with your movement, your agility, your your uh, your combos. Who wants to play PvP in that? Like everybody's insanely strong and everything's blowing up. Like why ham fist PvP in a game that's being really successful without it? It just doesn't make any sense. Now. Blurred, hang on, uh, Blurred Roddick with a two-month membership says, even if an item gives you an advantage, that advantage is only going to help your squad mates who didn't purchase that item. That's that's a whole nother disingenuous element of the argument. It's like, well, it gives you an advantage over another player. What? What do you, how? Well, if I matchmake with them, they're gonna help the team that I'm on do better. See? It's pay to win what the frick are you even saying there you go something nasty thank you for upgrading a member i wish we could make it more clear than that i i honestly wish we could just create a dividing line but we had to come up with our own solution because youtube added memberships and they haven't done anything with them for like two years we need some help youtube come on come on y'all um upgraded for democracy that's right that's right uh I thought it was humankind versus a bug. Well, here's the thing. I was going to say this. If you wanted to add some element of PvP, something that could be pretty cool is two teams of four drop on the same map, and it's like a race. You're trying to clear as many outposts and bugs and bug holes and uh you know you're trying to complete as many objectives as fast as you can to outscore the other team and both teams at the end you get everything as if you had just run a mission but the team that wins would get like an extra thing they'd be like you know they're like all right hell divers we're trying to motivate you to be better so we're going to send down two teams and we want to see who can rack up the most bug kills you know something like that that's within the lore and the vibe of the game so you're not blowing each other up it's you're trying to do better than them now obviously you'd want to turn off team versus team damage right you still want to be able to damage your own team but you wouldn't want a team to grief the other team to be like well we don't really care about winning let's just go find them on the map and keep blowing them up you would want to turn team versus team damage off in this mode it would just be yeah you can blow your own team up but you you can't blow the other team up that could be pretty fun that that, that would be right in line with the game's vibe and you know yeah four players against bugs could be fun giving players the ability to control the bugs some of those bugs are freaking annoying <laughs> they take so long to die <laughs> Those dudes that charge and you have to get behind them. Oh my gosh. They're really, they're really annoying. Allow griefing. No, if you allow griefing, it corrupts the whole mode and nobody would want to play it. Nobody would want to play a mode that was like, hey, try to kill more bugs than the other team and teams just go in and do nothing but team kill. Like that wouldn't be fun. That would, Nobody would get anything done. You wouldn't get any achievements done. You wouldn't. You wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't accomplish anything. It'd be it'd be stupid. That's not for democracy. We fight together for super earth. You would still be fighting together, Hilly. It would be a friendly competition. Right? It'd be a friendly competition. It'd be like, alright, Helldivers, we're gonna send down two teams. Who can kill the most bugs? You know? This is gonna maximize our efficiency for democracy on this planet, or something like that. You know. You guys are motivated. Something like that. The Chargers are no joke. Yeah, the Chargers take a minute, bro. 
They take him in. I was playing last night. I was like, when's he gonna die? Erodimus <laughs> oh. says, that's what I'm talking about. That's how it is in Exo Primal. Okay, then I'm in agreement with you, Erodimus. You know, that's a rarity, right? You and I are usually pretty on different sides of the spectrum on things. I agree with you. That could be fun. I do not want to boot up Helldivers and be like, yeah, there's PvP. You can go you can go fight other people and shoot them and blow them up. I'm like, oh, that we don't freaking need that in this. All that's going to lead to is you nerfing guns and abilities because people are going to get salty that, well, this gun two taps from 200 meters and it's really ruining. Oh, shut up. Like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> keep that out of here, bro. No, I want guns that are awesome. I want explosions that are strong and PvP could work against that if not, you know, if they implement it in that way. Yo, God to your greatness says, those that are complaining obviously have not played on challenging difficulty. It goes left quickly, which makes you want to unlock stuff to even the odds. Thank you, God to your greatness. I mean, listen, this is something I absolutely love about this game. And we're listen, we're going to play some today. We're going to experiment, okay? If you're a long-standing watcher, viewer, or, you know, you consume my content... You guys are always like, let's do more gameplay. We're going to do an experiment today, okay? We're like, what if, you know, once a week or so, we're like, hey, let's play some Helldivers. Lono wants to grind. I want to get stuff unlocked. I want to be ready for whenever they do start launching new content. I, I don't want to be, like, super far behind. And I don't know if this is a game I'm going to be able to, like, grind on the couch and, and play with my wife because that's, you know, it, we're going to try this Friday night if you guys can get us to 3,000 members We'll we'll, uh, we'll try it, okay? But you just described Helldiver's Gambit. Well, yeah, I wouldn't want it to be where you could actually shoot the other team. I don't want the other team to be able to shoot me. Just a friendly competition. Who can get the higher score? You well, you can't disrupt the other team. That'd be that'd be really annoying. Um. In any case, in any case, the thing that I love about this game is, and again, we're going to be playing for the second stream today, so if you guys want more gameplay, if you're a fan of Helldivers, make sure you're here for that. Join the Discord. You might be one of the people that get to come in and play. We got people playing all weekend, like just yesterday. I sent out a little ping. I had people joining me from the Discord. So if you're looking for people to play, this is a great community to plug into. Like hit subscribe, hit the bell button, consider becoming a member. Make sure if you join as a member on your own to pick the $6 tier. If not... You can get it gifted uh, from the community. I gift as well, and then that gives you access to the Discord. You do not need to be a full member uh, to get into our Discord. That is open to anybody who is here enough to get a gifted membership, which is basically anybody who watches for at least like one stream is typically about all it takes. We have a very generous community here. Okay, so what I love about this game is just last night we were playing. And we did not have the difficulty ratch like turned all the way up because I'm still I'm still lower level. I don't have a lot of the the strategies unlocked. I'm like a level eight or a nine, okay. And I think we were on like a difficulty like a four or a five, and it had been going fine. You know, a couple mishaps, a couple deaths, nothing major. You know, and now it's time to extract, and we start moving along this coastline, and just all hell breaks loose and we can't get free of it there are chargers there are those big like i call them acid nut sacks because those those acid sack guys and they just keep coming out and something that this game does very very well is it doesn't feel like they're just pouring out of some predictable spawn point it 
it literally feels like they're coming out of everywhere. You can't get away from it. And we got in a rut and we could not get away. It's like we'd kill a couple, kill a couple, and then we get swarmed and a couple of us would die. And then somebody's like running away and like throwing reinforcements down. And it got crazy, like to the point where I was like, that's it. I was like, I'm running out of here. I'm running away. I started running up this hill. Somebody else was up there. I was like, let's just extract and get out of here. This fight's going to drain our reinforcements. And the thing that I loved about that was, is even on like a difficulty, Broken Surprise is saying it was a four. Even on a difficulty of like four, it can turn on you in an instant. And all of a sudden, you're just like, you're scrambling, and it's getting crazy, and you can't get away, and you're, you're, running out of, uh, you're running out of reinforcements. Oh, I love this mechanic, too. I didn't know how this worked. It hadn't happened yet. I got, we got an achievement for this last night. Well, at least I did. It was a mission where all we had to do was find the, the, the holes in the ground and seal them with grenades. We needed to do 13 of those, okay? 13. And the time limit was really low. It was like 15 minutes or something like that, or 12 minutes. It was really low. And so we first dropped down, and we just started kind of wandering and doing different stuff. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my gosh, we've got seven minutes, and we've only sealed like one or two holes. So we start scrambling to seal, or seal, 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 seal. I didn't know. I thought when time ran out, like they were just going to like take us out of the field or something. That's not what happens. When the timer, you can see up in the corner there, that timer counting down, 32 minutes, right? When that timer hits zero, you no longer get to pull down any stratagems. So you can't reinforce anybody. You can't request ordnance. You can't request a turret. Nothing. You're on your own at that point. Which means if you run out of ammunition, if you run out of grenades, you are screwed so we get to the extraction point and that it's two minutes counting down and we're out of time we've got nothing no stratagems no reinforcements and the four of us like tightened up i got on this little ledge so the charger was kind of confused you know if you're like elevated above them they feel like they can't get to you and we're throwing grenades or whatever and we all barely stayed alive and barely got out now i'm here to tell you like that right there is what I mean about like true dynamic emergent gameplay. That only happened because we weren't paying attention to the timer and everything that led up to that moment was ran- you know pretty much random and not scripted or uh, or structured in any way. And I just think that that game that makes the game so fun to play. It's almost like if you guys ever ever have ever been here and I've talked about one of the reasons that battle royales have become the preferred PvP mode over like classic, more like stripped down, small arena style. Um, you know, Call of Duty is not an arena shooter, but it's more arena style, right? 6v6. Uh, and I've always said battle royales are preferable and I think people like them more because it's always different there's this emergent almost narrative happening every time you drop it's crazy it's random it's different this is one of the reasons why I think rogues are becoming even more popular than they've ever been like they are popular but I feel like rogues are growing in popularity 
because it's always a little bit different. It's always fresh, right? I remember the first time I ever played a rogue, it was Binding of Isaac. And I remember suddenly it clicked in my brain of like, oh, I get why people like this, okay? That's what I think is hooking people with Helldivers. I had higher level guys than me last night, 14s and 15s, and I picked the level 4, and it got crazy on us. And it got wild, and we could have we could have failed. We had one where the time ran out, and we almost didn't make it out because we had nothing. That's the kind of emergent gameplay. It's dynamic. It's always different. It's ever changing. I'm telling you, that hooks people because you 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 don't feel like it's this rote, rehearsed thing of okay. There's a bad guy there. I know a bad guy's going to be there. Somebody's going to come out of that door. It's always different. It's never the same. And I think that's very, very, that's like, that's addicting. I think that's an addicting uh, content loop. Because you became a rogue addict after Returnal. Right. If my PS5 didn't crap on me, I'd play. Oh, your PS5 went bad on you? just feels good to play as well yeah when we dropped in last night um it was the first time i got to play on my television because every time i played it i was in here in the office with you guys and when i first turned it on you know i kind of spun the camera around to see if there was any bugs around and there weren't and i just noticed i was like man this game looks and runs really really well like that was one of the first um, that was one of the first observations I made when Helldivers first showed up on the scene all that time ago. I said, you know, what did I say? Forget what we were doing. We were covering an event and I said, man, the lighting in that game looks kind of crazy. And I was worried we weren't, weren't seeing genuine gameplay. I was worried. I was like, I don't know if that's genuine gameplay. I was like, generally games like that, the graphics don't look that good. They don't. And so, sure enough, game comes out, and it's like, no, it looks that good. Like, it is a very pretty game, which is unexpected. Usually in games like this, they dumb everything down. It You know, it gets a little bit bland. Um, this is a great, this is a great spot here. This is a great spot. I like, I like when this kind of stuff happens. Um... This is another thing that's good about the gameplay is they apply little bits of pressure, like use this thing, stand on this thing, right? And I'm perfectly like kind of navigating around this barrel and then all of a sudden things get really bad. Three reinforcements available. (laughs) And I'm like chucking grenades around that wall and I'm like, uh, I gotta go, bros. This was fun. This was a good, this was a good little stretch. I was like, this is really, really bad. Because when all of a sudden you're the last man standing, and at this point I've not played the game that much, I don't know what's going to happen if like if I fail to get my team back. So the first order of business in my mind, I think I do, don't I do an orbital thing here? I think I do. Yeah, I do an orbital. And I drop it right there on the corner. This is extremely satisfying. Get them all. Get them all, dude. It's just so fun. Like, that right there is completely random. It's not scripted. That's emergent gameplay. We were all doing what we were supposed to do. And the crap hit the fan. And I had to go. I was like, I can't stay here. 
I gotta go, I kite the enemies around the corner, and I drop an orbital. No, that's from day one. That's not from last night. That footage right there is the first day that we played here on YouTube. Like, again, the game... Eurogamer said it best. They're like, the game doesn't really tell you what to do. You just kind of figure it out. And in that moment, like, I'm not some expert. I just knew it was like, I got to get the heck out of here. And if I can kite these big guys into one spot, I can drop something on them and then safely call in my teammates, right? There was no tutorial. There was no strategy discussion beforehand. There was no video that I watched. You just instinctively sort of walk through, like, the process of, like, well, if we're going to survive this, this is what I got to do. Unscripted gameplay is fun. I think that there's a time and a place for... So, like, as an example, yesterday I reviewed and gave first impressions on Banishers uh, with Kirk from What's New Video Games. And I talked about how it's definitely linear and it pushes you forward and there's structure to it. And I think you need that for certain games. Like, if you're going to try to tell a story, Banishers has to do that. There has to be this sort of, you know, un, uh, relevatory narrative happening. Like things are being revealed to you and moving in a direction. You need guardrails for certain games. Like I loved how directional Final Fantasy 16 was. But for a game like this, and again, this is why I compared it to like the Battle Royale versus Arena discussion. If you're going to put me in a meat grinder where what are we fundamentally doing? We're dropping on planets and we're killing aliens and we're surviving, okay? That's it. That's the content loop. Now, they could do raids and harder content in the future and that'd be freaking awesome. I think there's a lot of potential for that to have really, really big baddies and really, really crazy fights, even fights with mechanics where you got to like get to a you know, you gotta get, get to a, a, a screen or a laptop or something and like punch stuff in while your friends are protecting you and it like drops weapons or it turns on weapons. There is so much potential for mechanically driven raid fights in this game. I'm like, I'm just, I'm getting excited just thinking about what they could do with how they apply pressure while you're trying to satisfy a mechanic, right? So if you're going to put me in that kind of a meat grinder, something I've always talked about with like a game like Call of Duty when you're doing 6v6, it's kind of like it becomes just static. It becomes rehearsed. It's like you drop in, you kill, you kill, you die. You kill, you kill, you die. You kill, you kill, you die. Kill, die, kill, die, kill, die, kill, die, kill, die. And then the, and then the round is over. And oftentimes you're like, did we win? I don't know. Did we lose? I don't know. The games and the matches become almost indistinguishable from each other because they see, they, they all feel uh, very, very similar. So the point I'm making is that a game like this, I think the reason that it's hooking people is because of the emergent dynamic nature to the gameplay. You don't know what's going to happen. I had no idea I was going to be like standing next to a terminal and my whole team was going to die and I was going to have to kind of clutch up. Now you don't have to clutch up as long as you have um, reinforcements available, but you want to clutch up in that moment. It makes for uh, a better, you know, better gameplay. It makes for, you know, an exciting an exciting uh, experience. So I don't think blank, you know, blanketedly, I'm going to say that unscripted gameplay is always better because like 
you could argue, you know, the size and the scope of like No Man's Sky. You never know what's going to happen anytime you land on a planet or or in Helldivers 2. Like you never know what's going to happen. You can't be like, oh, well, that's better than these narrative games over here. Well, a narrative game out of necessity is going to have to have a scripted a scripted more linear trajectory. They've got to get you from point A to point B. Now, the games that do it masterfully, and I think actually Banishers does this very well, is you feel that trajectory and that forward structure, but you also have the freedom to like go out and explore and find stuff. It's like... Forget what I used to call this linear freedom. I can't remember what I used to call it. I used to have a term for that where you sense the linear nature of the game and the structure and the there's it's got those guardrails, but you also sense that you can kind of go out and do your own thing. Uh, I feel like Assassin's Creed Origins was really good about that. That was like the last AC that I played to completion, and it felt very good with. The story has a movement and it's going forward. There are scripted scenes and scripted instances, but I still had a lot of freedom within that. Never seen Lono this excited for a game. I'm telling you that they they could they could have something here, man. I I really do. I think it's it's not just the simplicity of yeah, let's go kill aliens together. Again, I think what's hooking people is So we talked about this recently when we talked about Kill the Justice League. And a lot of times people will say, well, the game is repetitive. And they're not really saying anything, okay? But neither are the people that are like, well, all games are repetitive. Okay, we're we're not really saying anything, so let's try to have a conversation about this. To me, every game is repetitive, but the degree with which you repeat an action is what determines how quickly you feel the repetition. Does that make sense? So if you're playing a game and, you know, every 10 minutes you're doing this thing right here and then 10 minutes goes by and you're doing it again and again, whatever that thing is has to be varied so that when you encounter it, it doesn't feel like, oh, I just did this. So think of it like in Helldivers 2, you know that roughly every so many minutes you're going to be fighting bugs. You're going to be fighting aliens. So that rhythm is happening pretty regularly. Every two minutes, it's bug fight, right? The way they keep that from feeling like, didn't we just do this is... It's just random. It's crazy. You don't know what's going to pop out of the ground. It might be a bunch of little guys, little guys and medium guys. You might get absolutely overrun like we did last night. I think there were three or four chargers, and there were the big acid sack guys. It just got crazy. And up to that point, it was not like that at all. It wasn't. It was very manageable. It was like, you know, small to medium, small to medium groups of enemies almost the entire time. So... That, I think, is the trick. Can you create diversity within a repetitious rhythm so that you almost don't even detect it? You're like, oh, yeah, I've been playing for three hours and I haven't really felt like, oh, we've done this before. Somebody said it in chat earlier. I forget who it was. They said, yeah, once you start camping the enemy's spawn points, 
the fun goes out the window. It just becomes too predictable. It's like you're detecting the mechanics so finely that you're like, stand here. They're going to come out of that door. Ready? And they're dead. Okay, let's go to the next spot. So at that point, you don't feel like you're being immersed into an experience. You're just sort of checking mechanical boxes. Does that make sense? And that's why I think this game is... they're, They're hitting some sweet secret sauce of... Yes, it's so simple and so basic, and yet you're not having the same experience. Like, just last night, I was getting frustrated, and I think that's good when a game frustrates you. I think sometimes people act like if somebody gets frustrated with a the game, they're, they're raging or they're salty or they're whining. I think the best games are going to frustrate you to a point. They have to, to a degree, or else you don't really feel like you overcame anything. Right? Yo, it's good, Slink Mercury. Uh, been off too for a while. Glad to see you're up and running. You seem happy. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so, like, imagine, the, you know, the raids that you've played or the challenging games that you've played over the years. The satisfaction you feel when you finally beat the thing, it's intrinsically linked to the frustration you feel when you fail or when it's not going well. It sounds like a horror game when you figure out the monster AI and how to manipulate it. Right, like you're suddenly not immersed into a scary story. You just know, oh, I can stand here. Like, what was the game uh, that I played one Friday night? The Don't Scream game? If you screamed, you died, and so the microphone's like right here. And I learned that, like, nothing could hurt me. This is another great moment. This is another great, great moment, all right? I don't realize that my teammates have moved on, all right? I get a little bit hurt here. Autogon Oslo with a $5 super chat tip. This game's amazing mechanics. That's fun to play. It's not the same as Apex, but it's giving me the same vibes uh, with Alien versus Predator. Thank you for the five spot. So nice little dive there to get out of the way. And I realize, oh, my teammates have left me. Okay. Joker Quinn with a gifted member. Thank you so much. If you guys want a Friday night stream this week, Madam and I will play this game. You got to get us back to 3000 members. So right here, I'm like scrambling. I'm like barely getting away. And guess what? This right here is why it's so important that there's no that there is team damage. I turn around and look at that. Just it, it, they could have done that the whole time. Let me bump the the member counts to nine. Thank you so much, Joker Quinn. They could have done that the entire time if there was no friendly fire. They could have just saved me and been like, yeah, just throw everything over there and let's save Lono. Where'd you get the helmet? That comes when you buy the more expensive edition. Barrier with 29 months in a VIP. Helldivers 2 does a very good job of making you forget how repetitive it is. Also, the automatons completely change the experience. Fighting them feels like a whole new game. Yeah, I didn't even get into that. I didn't I did not even get into that. The the capacity for them to add on to this game, they've proven that they can do it. Just go play the robots. Just go play the automatons. Do it, and you'll see. They can add new threats, new enemies, new planets, and it does. Everything feels different. It it the the whole flow felt different. Adam hits a member and picks gifted. Keep in mind that is basically an introductory tier. The six dollar tier is the tier that gets you into all of the content, but gifted gets you into the Discord. 
as well as Friday night streams if we open them to everybody. Some Friday night streams we restrict to the $6 tier. So if you want to be like, I hate that we have to do this. Like, yeah, welcome. Thanks for picking a membership. But you got to do the next one. I, I hate that. YouTube doesn't let us delineate that. But it's the world we're living in, man. I appreciate you becoming a member. If you want to bump up after sampling some of the content, that's why we have it set up that way. It's like fighting Terminators. Yeah, it's dark. You can't see, and they're red, and they're creepy. It was really, really good. It was really, really good. That takes us to 10 members on the day, by the way. If you guys click the Join button, pick that $6 tier. It's titled Member. The reason the $5 tier is titled Gifted is it's reserved for people that when they gift their memberships. There's a third enemy type as well, an advanced alien race. Uh, with their own stratagem drops. Yeah, I've not even gotten that far. That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. They've already mentioned cyborgs. They're not automatons. Oh, they're cyborgs? I mean, aren't we saying the same thing, though? I feel like we're saying the same thing. When you look at the galaxy map, they've left space for maybe a new enemy type down the line. Well, here's something to consider as well. There's a lot of planets on areas of the map right now where you go where we don't even go to them. We don't even we don't even go to them. Lord Horror gifts a member and takes us to 11 members on the day. He's like, "Come on, boys. Let's get some members going here. Let's get a member train. Let's get that 3000. Broken surprise of the VIP in 12 months. One year, baby. Been a great year. Here's to more great content. Thank you so much, Broken Surprise." Right now, when you go to the map, there's planets that you don't even go to. Ben says they're called automatons in the game. Oh, well, they're called automatons in the game. There you go. This makes me crave a game like this in the 40k setting. Oh, for sure. Oh, the faction is called automatons. Well, okay. Cyborgs are a human-robot hybrid. Automatons are probably 100% machine. They certainly look 100% machine. That's what I said. I was like, they don't look like cyborgs to me. They look like straight-up robots, like no no humanity to them at all. The devs have game lore and have called them cyborgs. It's a cyborg faction that is different from the automatons. Oh, 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 we're passing in the night here. He's saying there is a cyborg faction. We haven't interacted with them yet. That's what you're saying. Okay, now I understand. Don't forget they're going to add vehicles. Yeah, they're adding mechs. We know that. The automatons are hard. We we had success our first outing with them, and it was intense. It was intense. It was awesome. I, I loved it. I really did. Like, it felt scary a couple times. I was like, dude, we're going to die. Buffalo says the devs can affect our games if they happen to be watching. So people doing that kind of camping, the devs can throw them a curveball. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yo, Lord Horg with nine months of membership. Wait till the mechs and the vehicles from the first one show up. Mm-hmm. Might actually get Helldivers 2 on Steam if it's on sale on Steam on March. Yeah, I mean, it's already got a great price, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, 40 bucks is pretty... That's that's pretty, pretty good, you know? A friend of mine doesn't like fighting them. 
Uh, have you seen the robots have a jammer that randomize your stratagem drops? Oh no, I've not seen that. I have not seen that. I love that we're not even... T- <laughs> I think my favorite thing about this is... like. We're not even talking about the pay-to-win nonsense. Like, that was the topic. That was what the opening monologue was about. We're just like, the game's so fun. Look at all the stuff you could do. Like, that's just a sign. Like, I told the guy on Twitter. I was like, the market is telling you that this game is not some cliche live service game. Like, oh, it's $40, but they're still charging money for microtransactions. Yeah, all the post-launch content is free. What are you talking about? Comparatively, you know, if you want to get into Kill the Justice League, it's a lot more expensive. Because that's a full price AAA game. I recommend if you're in a bad squad, just run off and role play as a deserter. <laughs> I'll just wait until it comes to Game Pass. Well, yeah, somebody asked me this last night. Uh, it was Jay on Twitter. He was like do you do you would you be okay with I forget the way the question was phrased but basically it's been coming up that like would would I be okay if Helldivers 2 came to Xbox and I was like well I already said this when we were covering Pal World I said I would prefer games like this to actually be multi-plat I'm okay with having your platform exclusive titles right whether it's you know God of War or like a Starfield now we know that's looking like it's going to change for Xbox this week to some degree. We don't know to what degree, but that looks like it's going to be changing. So I'm okay with having your platform exclusives. But when it comes to a live service game, I'm like, no, just put it everywhere. Who cares? What, what purpose does it serve to be like, well, no, 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 just us. Now, obviously, uh, with Helldivers 2, it's on both PlayStation 5 and Steam, which is which is really helping the numbers, right? getting to almost 200,000 players on a Monday evening, having that many more players on Steam, 200,000, in addition to what was probably even higher on PlayStation. Because over the weekend, when Steam hit like 155,000, there was over 200,000 people playing on PlayStation. So PlayStation was always consistently having more from what the devs were saying. So if, you know, Steam's hitting close to 200,000, I would hazard a guess that you're probably at around 300,000 on PlayStation. That's half a million people playing a dadgum game. That's great. So when someone's like, would, would, you, would you care if this game went to Xbox? And I was like, no. As long as it runs fine, as long as they do a good job porting it, I don't care. What does it matter to me? That's just, that's more people that can play. Hey guys, Friday night, we're going to play some Helldivers 2, and it just doesn't matter where you play. We can all play. That's, that's what's been so fun about Fall Guys. So I said the same thing about Power World. I'm like, I would love it if Power World was on PlayStation because I could play with my kiddos. Preacher says we have two live service games trying to do uh, the thing the way we want them done. Both are being crapped on for disingenuous reasons. Are we sending the wrong message uh, to developers and publishers? I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this show because I find it frustrating that people use their platforms and claim that they're pro gaming, but all they're really doing is they're just they're grasping for a negative narrative. It's like, you're not pro-gaming. No, you're not. Because this game is quite literally doing everything that we have asked for in a live service game. And to make some fake story and to make some, you know, create some phantom, like, it's pay to win. It's just like, why even bother talking then? 
any game that comes out that has an XP boost, any game that comes out that sells a single thing, whether it's a PvE game or a PvP game, it's like, okay, everything's pay to win. So now you have egregious offenders, games that are manipulative and create gambling, compulsory spending, being equated with a game that's like, you don't even have to buy the premium pass, you can earn it. Yeah, you can play for you can play Helldivers 100% free and you can get everything. Right? It's like what are we doing here? It's you're putting you're lumping Helldivers 2 in with games that are absolutely terrible in how they set up their microtransactions. Because you want to say pay to win because there's this weird I don't even know what to call it anymore. It's this us versus the devs. Uh, these greedy corporations. Like, who do you think's paying for all the games that we play? Like, what? Pay to win what? I just lull at that story about Helldivers. Sony can be like, hey, Xbox, you want Helldivers 2? If you agree to let us use Halo, Gears, Doom, enemies in the game, we will talk. No, I don't think you would do that. I don't think you would add other franchises into Helldivers 2. I, I think that would be honestly kind of awkward. Um, that would be it was like somebody was saying they could put Starship Trooper stuff in the game and I'm like why it just doesn't seem necessary if it didn't drop in Game Pass uh, I don't see it doing well I actually think this would be a game that would be totally fine for Game Pass you're especially if the check was large enough since the per unit cost is already low at $40 filling the funnel with players and then potentially getting them to spend microtransactions is probably a better strategy already working on the Microsoft Azure cloud servers Sony could get a discount if they ported over to Xbox since uh, Destiny is fading they might want a replacement anyway yeah I have no problem with a game like Helldivers going to Xbox. It just doesn't matter to me. As I, as I said all last year, as I've said recently, all I've ever cared about is the consumer and game quality. That's all that matters to me. If that's, if that's being served, then who cares? Right? This is why I think timed exclusives and exclusives, that's why I support them. Why? It serves game quality and it serves the consumer. This notion, this blanket notion that like, nope, time exclusives and exclusives are anti-consumer, that's ideologically based. That's not factually based. If you actually look at the, the financial realities and the budgets and the development commentary on this, <clears throat> excuse me, if you look at the development commentary on this, like what are developers saying? Building for one system, doing exclusivity or time exclusivity, it serves the game's quality. It serves the consumer. The consumer gets a better product. So that again, and and that and that's that paradigm never fails. It's like, well, if you're always worried about game quality and what the consumer gets, you're not going to fall prey to like ideological, you know, party lines. Because I look at a game like Helldivers Two, and I'm like, 
I think you could port this to Xbox no problem. I certainly think you would deal with performance issues on the Series S. I do think the game is pretty graphically demanding. We know they're using dynamic resolution to maintain the frame rate. It's very, very bombastic. There's a lot of particle effects and a lot of explosions. So that would be the only concern is, can they get this to look and run well so that someone, I wouldn't want somebody playing this on the Series S to like have a bad experience. That's not worth it at that point. Again, game quality in the consumer matters more to me than no it needs to stay on playstation there are people that would be like nope it should stay on playstation screw xbox and it's like that's motivated by platform allegiance that's not motivated by the logic of the business of like what's better for the game i think what's best for a game like this is let as many people play it as possible. If you can get it to run well, if you don't compromise game quality, put the game everywhere. Anything that's not on Game Pass is anti-consumer these days. Wait. What? Anything that's not on Game Pass is anti-consumer. Oh, 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 are you summarizing that's why people are attacking this? Like if it's not on Game Pass or like it's anti-consumer? People who play this on Series S are already used to bad experiences. It will be fine. I mean... I get where you're coming from, Thrifty, but again, I think that... So much of what makes this game so good is the the lighting, the effects, the smoke, the fog, the explosions. I... Welcome back, Pat Gaming. Appreciate you. If you want console, if you want a console war over this game, then let that be part of the macro game, maybe. But I don't see any reason to limit the player count. Yeah, well, there's two ways. There's two ways to look at this. PlayStation could be looking at the player numbers. They could be looking at the player numbers and saying. We don't need to put this anywhere else. This game's crushing it. We're doing great. They could look at the player numbers and say the exact opposite. This game's doing so well. We now have an incentive to fund. Let's port it. Let's port it over to Xbox in six months or a year. Let's 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 do that. We'll get a rejuvenation of players. We'll get some more people in. You know, it, this game would be perfect for Game Pass because it's only a forty dollar game to begin with. You know. I'm saying it could go either way. I'm saying there could be motivations to conclude either thing. Like, we don't need to put it anywhere else. This game is soaring. And if you're PlayStation, you like the idea that you're establishing consumer confidence in your ability to deliver a live service game. There was all this doubt that, well, when they canceled Factions, everybody was saying, I remember hearing this from people and seeing it. I'm like, what are you talking about? It was like, well, PlayStation's live service plans have failed. I'm like, what are you talking about? They just allocated the funds last year. None of their their efforts or investments have made landfall. Eugene says, why? Why spend time making a Series S version? Why help them? Well, I didn't say we would be help. It would be helping them, Eugene they would be making the business decision to help the game and the game's longevity. Like I said, game quality and the consumer are what I consider first. And PlayStation could say, this game would be better served if it was everywhere. They might say no. 
As you say, the Xbox platform is literally crumbling. Why help them? Thursday is going to give us a picture into whether or not there is a reason to consider putting a game over there. You want as many people in the funnel as possible. You want to have those rejuvenations of interest and relevancy. Really great way to do that is to land on another platform. I'm not saying that they should. I'm saying there could be research and projections that they conclude we get we could get another couple million players over there. And that's another couple million people that'll rhythmically engage with the game. That's I mean think about that. You got 25 million people on Game Pass. If they can just get a couple million of those folks to play regularly and be like, "No, yeah, this game's kind of this game's kind of fire, man. I'm going to play that game." They sold over a million copies in the first couple of days and that exceeded expectations. What 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 would they say to 25 million people being able to suddenly flood their game? That's a lot of people. Now, your pushback might be a good portion of those 25 million are not even on uh, the console. They're on PC, and they can play the game right now on Steam. Oh, okay, that'd be fair pushback. So let's say there's roughly 15 million people on on console that could suddenly play it if it hit Game Pass. Again, all they need is 1 to 2 million people that say, this game's kind of hot, I'm playing this game with regularity. If there's a community right now that would dig a game like this, I kind of feel like... The Xbox community would dig this game. You know? Halo Infinite's not even going to get seasons anymore. I think the Series S is the biggest barrier. I don't think it's the fact that, like, they could get a bunch of players. These people are about to buy PlayStations. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Erotimus says, Live service games need two things, player count and content to gain consistent revenue. Sony gets consistent revenue from MLB The Show every year from Xbox. I, yeah, I, that's well stated. That is well stated. Again, I think the biggest barrier would be the Series S. And, I, and then people hate that I harp on that. But I'm like, if you look at this game and the graphical fidelity, the explosions, the performance, the lighting, that would be the hardest that would be the hardest hurdle to get over. You better stop speaking truth being pro Xbox. <laughs> What's good, Doc? They lied to me! <laughs> they lied to me! <laughs> this man screaming on my podcast. Yo, let's get some gifted members going, guys. Doc lost his badge. Come on, let's get this man back in the let's get him back in the fold. But see, that's just it, Doc. I'm 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 ruthlessly and rigidly pro game pro consumer. That's why I'm like I I'm not a pony because I can look at an exclusive for Sony and say I could see that this thing could come to Xbox and it could probably help the game. It could. <clears throat> There's a lot of people on Game Pass. This is only a $40 game. You could broker a pretty good deal with Microsoft. You know, you don't need a ton of money from Microsoft to make up for the $40, right? It's not a $70 game. You're not sacrificing $70 high margin purchases. So you get a check from Microsoft. It goes on Game Pass. And all you need is, again, all you need is a couple million people from that player base regularly playing. And that's a win. Sneaky Wolf with a $5 Super Chat tip says, Just to push back on your argument, exclusives are good for quality experiences. Then what happened to Halo and Forza Motorsport? Those are... (laughs) Those are exceptions to the rule, are they not, Sneaky Wolf? 
Yo, Zinthos taking care of Doc drops a five on the chat and gets us to 16. Guys, we are currently at 2,800 members, okay? Currently at 2,800. We only need about 170 to get back to 3,000. If you get us back to 3,000 before Friday, Madam and I are going to play Helldivers on Friday night. We're not supposed to stream this week. We're going to be coming back from something. I'm going to tell her, look, babe, we have to. I told them that we would. It'll be a little bit later, but you're going to get to see Madam and I play some Helldivers too. So get us back to 3K, get us a couple hundred members this week, and we'll do it. We will play this Friday night with you guys. Um, Creature says, Doc's badge is in the backseat of the car hiding. (laughs) Xbox players ain't that good. Keep them in their niche dying platform. What do you mean they ain't that good? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? They play. Look at the top played games. Look, look, come on. Do we need to do this? Xbox most played games. Let's just look at Xbox most played games. Huh. That's weird. Fortnite. Call of Duty, Rainbow Six, Roblox. Then you got NBA and Madden. Oh, there's Apex. Man, it kind of seems like Helldivers could come over here and absolutely crush. It, it, it kind of seems like the Xbox community would play the heck out of this game. I mean, I don't know. It seems like they like these kind of games over there. Gavin Hillick with a gifted member. Thank you so much. He's like, come on, boys. Let's get a Madam Helldivers stream. Let's do it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm 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 not I'm not saying any of this to like you're just trying to appear neutral. No, I, I, I genuinely I said this when we covered Power World and I'm, I'm, I'm saying it now. You throw Helldivers 2 on Game Pass, you're going to get a lot of players, which potentially means you're going to get a lot of microtransactions. I've always said Game Pass is, is very conducive to a game where you're, you're, it's live service and oh, oh, I, I didn't spend any money on the game and I'm having fun, I guess I will spend a little bit of money in this game and they'll drop 10 bucks on the battle pass they'd play this game for 2 hours and play Pentiment no they, no, they wouldn't, no they wouldn't look at the MAUs did you see the DAU, the daily active user count, when Power World hit its peak on Xbox, it surpassed Fortnite Fortnite is typically the number one most played game on Xbox, along with Call of Duty. Why in the world would you not put a live service shooter over there? It would help the game. Now again, PlayStation's business interest might disagree with what I'm saying, and they would say no. Right now, it's more important for our business interests to prove to the market that we can make good live service games and we send that message more clearly by keeping the game on PlayStation that could be a valid argument and disagreement with what I'm saying they could say no 
it's we, we, the game is generating money the game is profitable that would be more profit yes but it would be counterproductive it would it would be counterproductive so PlayStation could look at everything I'm saying and be like, yep, that's facts, man. We could throw the game over there and on Game Pass, this would be the projected user interface uh, interaction. This would be the projected potential microtransactions per user when you run through simulations uh, and sales projections of the average user and the average player, the average hours, blah, 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 blah. But it's not in our business interest to do that. It's not in our strategy to do that. That's not what we're doing. All those top games are free or paid Uh uh-huh what have I been saying the entire time Eugene throw it on game pass wait a minute hang on a minute Eugene wait is NBA 2k is NBA 2k and Madden and Grand Theft Auto are they free Rainbow Six Siege is free I mean, I don't know if I'm asking. Is it is that free? There was a time where it cost money to play Siege. Did they did they switch it over to free to play? It destroys the value of the game to put it on Game Pass. It destroys the value of a forty dollar live service game to put it on Game Pass. Why? I'm not tracking. I could be compelled, but I'm not tracking. Suddenly getting a couple million players in this game a year from now. Again, remember, I'm talking like a year from now. You say, hey, we just launched a whole new thing, a whole new set of war bonds, a whole new set of planets, uh, and we're bringing the game to Xbox and Game Pass. None of them are Game Pass. That's the point. Grand Theft Auto was on Game Pass for a long time, and it's in the top. It's in the top ten. It's in the top six or seven or whatever. Grand Theft Auto was on Game Pass for how long? It only it only just finally came off in January. One full price purchase is worth ten people on Game Pass. Game Pass is killing Xbox, and you want to put a game-quality game into that mess? It would be a means to an end. I'm not saying they should do it. I'm saying they could run the numbers and say, that's a means to an end. We could get a couple more million players playing this game, and that's a lot of people potentially spending money in your game and coming back every time you add new content. Think about it this way, Eugene. We're all buying the game for $40, and then after that, that's it. We don't have to spend another dime. That's it. We're going to spend another dime. And their hope would be that as we don't have to spend another dime, we continue to. It stands to reason that you could see a similar pattern if the game were to hit a Game Pass funnel. I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying they could conclude that it's worth it. It's like, well, that's a lot of people. We're interested in players. Now, again, they could say, we're not interested in players. We're interested in, fer- in fermenting fermenting no cementing our brand and saying this is the playstation brand this is a playstation console exclusive game that would be 
that would make sense to me if that was their outlook on this. It was like, no, we're not interested in just maximizing players. We want Helldivers 2 to be representative of the brand. Like when you boot up Helldivers and you get that little blue PlayStation symbol spinning, it's like, they show Helldivers in it. They gave them their own little intro. Helldivers is not all that quality. Trust me, I bought it and I have it. Stop gassing this better made defiance. It's always interesting that someone talks like that as if like what you're saying is the truth and no one else is telling the truth. It just smacks of insecurity. It's like plenty of people have reviewed this game on PlayStation and you think they're all wrong? You're right. Trust you. You're the arbiter of this game's quality. It's just a better made defiance, a really, really old MMO that's not around anymore, that's nothing like this game. It's got an 87 on PlayStation. A couple points shy of a 90. But I guess you're you're the one telling the truth. Like, you're allowed to not like a game, but anytime somebody talks like that, I'm like. Uh, you you're not very confident in your position because you're 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 acting as if what you're saying is true and what everybody else is saying is false. We're just talking about how much fun we're having and how good the game is. A better made defiance. I played the living heck out of defiance with my friends. This game is nothing like defiance. Rawr. Remember that guy who would always come and attack you. Rawr. He would growl at you like that. Some of the worst movement in a third-person shooter I think I've ever played. Defiance tried to make a comeback recently, and it still felt like I was playing some ancient game. It just felt like I was playing an ancient game. It didn't feel it didn't feel like I was playing like a genuine new, you know, modern game. says, listen, homie, this is everything he said today. Listen, homie, I got this game, and my biggest problem is where the F is the dodge roll in order to evade? That dive is whack. Um, I actually kind of agree with that feedback. I think a basic roll would be nice. I don't know if it's something that we need to unlock, or I don't know. I do think that that would be nice, but I think they want you to feel a little bit clumsy. That's kind of That's kind of the brand. It's supposed to be a little, like... It's supposed to be sort of, you know, starship troopers, dum-dums, you know, falling to their death to throw their bodies at, at the war. You know what I mean? So, I, as far as I can tell, you have played it and you have decent feedback, but to act like, you know, trust me, this isn't that great of a game. It's just a, a better made forespoken, uh, not forespoken, I'm sorry, uh, Defiance. I. So you've clearly played it, but... Creature says, I don't dig the movement for Helldivers either. I mean, there's a couple of times last night where if the enemy gets close enough to you, you're just not getting away. Because you'll go to dive, and they'll swarm you before you can get back up, and if a couple of them start hitting you, I mean, that's it. You're just, you're, you're completely unable to move. That certainly happens from time to time, but the game is set up to where you're, you're gonna die a bunch anywhere. I mean, that's the whole point of the reinforcements. Like, that's kind of part and parcel to the game is that you're just kind of these grunt dum-dums getting dropped into a battlefield of, of aliens. So yeah, you don't, you don't have like this super agile, you know, roll on the ground to get away. 
you run too slow. Um, I was noticing that last night too. Sometimes I think that maybe do we really need stamina? Like you see the meter at the bottom. You see this meter at the bottom draining. Like most of the time this runs out, it's only when I'm going long distances. Right? I'm not I'm not running around in a fight. You just aren't doing that. It's not conducive to the way combat flows. So typically the only reason I'm running out of stamina is like I'm just trying to run a far distance so I periodically have to stop. And yes, and yes, yes, sometimes you are running from the enemies, but I, I sometimes wonder, I'm like, is stamina really needed in this game? It doesn't it, it doesn't seem like it's adding to the experience, but again, they're going to be adding mechs and vehicles, so maybe they're thinking like long-term, stamina serves a pain point purpose where the, the, the more we add to the game, you're going to say, oh man, th- th- these mechs are really helpful, this vehicle is really helpful right like right now it's like the only time i run out of stamina is like i'm just trying to get over there dude like you remember that in zelda you know you're like running and then you have to stop running and then you're running and then you stop running it's like this is really help is this really needed one of my favorite things they did in uh in elden ring was you don't use stamina when you're sprinting like if there's no enemies around now in this game you can't really do that because there's enemies basically everywhere but it made it just nice when you were just wanting to travel a far distance. You know, at that point, stamina doesn't serve a purpose. It's like, what are you rhythmically doing other than just making me stop? But again, their mindset might be, we don't want you to easily just run from the enemy forever. You have to hit a point where, no, you're going to get winded. I'm commonly not doing that. I'm commonly not running from the aliens super long distances I usually you usually run for a short distance around something or you try to kite them and then you try to pull in a stratagem typically I'm not like oh here comes the aliens time to run 200 yards you're usually like no I'm gonna run for a little bit so like I said nine times out of ten I'm running out of, of stamina it's just because I'm running to the next objective and it just you end up having to stop and then like walk and then you get it back yeah. Hey, boy. Hey, what's good, Rachel? Then we'll recharge if you jog. You don't have to stop dead in your tracks. Well, yeah, you just have to let go for a split second and then hold forward. And then, yeah, you like lightly jog for sure. Eugene says, I wish we had stopped using rolling. Rolling would get you killed in a fight. Yeah, the, the, the dive almost looks like that's what you would do you'd be like oh no here comes ordinance and you'd be like bah! you would like jump you would that's what you would do <laughs> you're like oh no there's a grenade close to me let me roll on the ground like i'm in a, a child's tumbling class no you would like jump out of the way you'd like superman as far as you could get <laughs> and you'd look like an idiot do you know it's like the game kind of lovingly makes you look like an idiot a lot of the times. Like, that's part of the charm. You're just a dummy. You're just like, let's go for democracy. And you're just shooting everything. And you're like, ah, you fall or you get blown up. I think that's part of the game's charm. I don't think it's meant to be you're Arnold Schwarzenegger or you're like a super soldier and you're rolling on the ground and you're roll. I'm the, you can't touch me. Like, it's not supposed to be like that. 
you know, I do agree that it can be frustrating, but I think it's kind of supposed to be. I don't... Stimpaks recharge your stamina? Oh, they do. Hmm. I didn't know that. Duck, dive, and dodge. That's right. The three Ds. Yeah, duck, dive, and dodge. Rolling would be spammed. You could put it on a cooldown. By the way, don't waste your money on the jump pack. It's got to be one of the dumbest things in the game. (laughs) I thought I was going to be able to use it on like a regular basis. I was like, oh, this will be nice. I'll have some rhythmic agility. Yeah, I'll be able to get away. No. You, you use it once, and it's like a little, like, clumsy Super Mario hop, and then you can't use it again for, like, 30 seconds or something. It's junk. It cost me, like, 6,000. <laughs> it cost me... It cost me, like, 6,000 to unlock it. It was so expensive, and it's nothing. It's terrible. A stupid jump pack. <laughs> The jump pack's good for one thing. What? What's it good for? (laughs) I hated it. I was like, I can't believe I bought this. (laughs) I can't believe I bought this. Naughty Dog, Infinity Ward, and other devs praise Helldivers 2. Stellar animation says, give them awards. Hilly says, look, Mr. Lono, sir, this game doesn't have weapon durability and is perfect in my mind. Don't you start with your thing with highlighting aspects of the game which could be improved. We, we've been on that road. Technically, it's rhythmic agility. It's just that the rhythm is very slow. That's right. 80 medals for an effing gun. That sucks. Yeah, but that's that's the that's the grind, baby. Omar says you can use the jump pack to get the high ground and add verticality, so you can aim down on enemies. If solo, especially, is useful. Oh, right, especially like chargers and stuff, because they can't get to you. Yo, what's good, Wooly? I see Wooly. We got Wooly in the chat, thrifting the chat. Good to see y'all. Get on elevated terrain. And th- right. No, that is true. You can't jump very high, though. You know? It's like this teeny little, like, and then that's it. You're like, that's all I got. Like, you can't, <laughs> you, you can't, uh, you can't get very high. The only animation that looked a little weird to me was when they put their feet in the drop pod thing and they dropped down from the ship. Hmm. Since when have you seen a real life soldier do a roll? <laughs> like, yeah, well, let's talk to SEAL Team 6. Be like, so, um, how many times did you guys roll on the ground? And like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? You know, when, you know, you're suddenly under fire and it's dangerous or, you know, danger close, you know, things like that. How many times did you guys roll on the ground, you know, like a kid does in a tumbling class? And they're like, never. And a 10 bomb comes in from Detective Seeds. He's also the agent of chaos. Blasts us past the 25 mark. Thank you so much. Listen, guys, I'm going to gift the members I'm going to gift now. You guys can make 
My wife and I play Helldivers this Friday night. We were going to take Friday night off, but I'm throwing down the gauntlet. If you guys can get us back to 3,000 members, we will do a stream this Friday night for everybody. We'll put a little emoji in front of Madam because when we let the when we let the gifteds come along, we do that. Uh, so there's the five that I owe you guys. Hopefully, you guys get a gifted membership from me. Willie Kale with 19 months says, "I'm all in on Helldivers. Manage democracy for the win." Well, we are going to be playing Helldivers shortly. I'll pull in folks from the community, and um, I really, really hope that we can start to play this game on a regular basis. We would like to bring more gameplay to the channel. It's always been a bit of a challenge, uh, just with the schedule, but also just with, in general, you know, demand. Uh, gameplay is usually in high demands day one, and then after that, it kind of fades. So, if you guys are digging Helldivers, man, support that gameplay when we do it. Good to see you guys, says Detective Seas. Hope you have a good stream. Loving Helldivers. We are currently at 2,813 members. So again, you guys are only because I give 5 every 25 you guys are only about 150 away this game is so fun it really really is it is broken surprises I'm ready for some helldivers well I mean uh, we, we, we'll, we'll play we'll play in a moment here we'll, we'll, we'll talk for a little bit longer um, give you guys the opportunity to uh, we should probably do a members only AMA for the last 15 minutes here that's what we're supposed to do on a regular basis. So I'm going to set the chat to members only. This is a great time to gift members. This is a great time to become a member. If you click the join button, make sure you click the $6 member tier. The $5 tier is just for gifted members. Um, and so top videos tag, total products tag, total product clicks. Oh, that's with our coffee. Yeah, I've not been talking about this enough. So let me just do a quick, just a teeny little uh, commercial. I know, I know, I know. Streamers can get all like sponsor this and support that. We primarily focus on the memberships. That's the best way to support the channel. But if you're a coffee drinker, we do have our own coffee, ReforgeRoast.com, and all the flavor profiles are here right now. We just have the original light and the original dark roast, and you can do a bundle. Uh, and it's called the best of both worlds. If you're a light roast drinker, you can just get the light or the dark, or you can try both. If you've never tried coffee before with balanced acidity, all of our coffee features balanced or low acidity. It makes it very drinkable, very smooth. And that's not a sponsor. That is ours. Um, it, it, it's here in the home. My wife and kiddos ship it to you with little cute thank you notes. So when you guys support that, you support me, you support the fam. And like I said, if you're a coffee drinker, give it a try. We obviously shout you out when I get those orders. Uh, I've been bad about mentioning that, and it's just another it's just another great way to support what we do here. Um, so right now, the chat is set to members only. You guys can treat this as like 15 minutes of gaming AMA. Is there anything else you want to ask me about? Any other topics you want to pick my brain on? You know, what do you want to say uh, or ask? Feel free to do that now. Now's a great time as well to gift members. You can give them kind of a sampling of what it's like to kind of be in uh, with the with the member pool. And if you get a gifted member, make sure you get into the Discord, especially if you're trying to play some Helldivers, man. We've got folks in there playing. I played with some folks last night, and it was a blast. And there's also something every weekend that they do with, with the community, like a big voice chat. I currently have 11 hours in this game. And I got news for you. All the pay-to-win nonsense today, I'm going to buy a bunch of the currency 
just because. Because <laughs> it's such a fun game. I'm going to buy a bunch of the micro currency. <laughs> Let the haters hate, dude. We're having fun with this game. It's a blast. And when I'm having fun with the game, I have no problem supporting it and uh, and spending a little money in their uh, in their micro store. You think Gears of War will drop on PS5? Well, I'll tell you what. I think that Microsoft is having a conversation with Xbox, and I believe they are considering everything. Now, whether or not that means everything comes over remains to be seen. I'm of the opinion that... What, are the servers having trouble right now? Are we seriously going to have a Tuesday morning? We're not a Tuesday afternoon. We're not going to be able to play. Like, come on, boys. There's enough time that has passed. PlayStation's really got to lean in here. Um, let's just check Twitter and see what they're saying. Um, I can't get in. They released a patch for PC addressing server, server capacity. Server maintenance is concluded. They must just be at capacity. I can't get in. It's just going to keep retrying every every 20 or 30 seconds. So hopefully those of you that want to play are already in. Oh, I just got in. Okay. There must just be a small queue. I, I, it, it just kept retrying and eventually I got in. Um. Okay. So back to what I was saying to the question that was asked during the uh, this, this little AMA. I think once they bring over some of the games like we're hearing are pretty much locked in. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush, Sea of Thieves. I think once they get a taste for the, the revenue of not even very big titles, like Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves... That's not Gears of War, you know, that's not Starfield. That's not like a big banner title. I think once Microsoft sees the revenue, they're going to say, all right, cool, do everything now. You know, still obsessed about Microsoft games? What? If you're talking about me, you couldn't be more wrong. Somebody asked me the question. This is a members-only AMA, which we can easily escort you from it if you're not uh, wanting to be charitable. Um, no one's obsessed about Microsoft games. It's a simple question. It's also like the biggest gaming news story of the past, I don't know, this year probably, that Microsoft is considering taking their biggest property to other platforms. Like, it's pretty, it's a pretty big deal, right? You know. Q, are you educated British Lono or Canadian? No, I would say line if I was talking about standing in a line at the store, but server queue times is the more common terminology and vernacular in in gaming. There's a queue. I don't think I've ever said, oh, I can't get into the game, there's a line. Yeah, Agent Horgoth, Horgoth is saying, I asked him a question about Gears of War. Yeah, I mean, he asked me a question about it. You know, I, I, I'm just making a simple observation, you know, cause I did, uh, uh, Tom Warren just put out an article and what's AMA ask me anything is what AMA stands for. Um, 
by the way, anybody who's played with me up to now, you can just join me right now. I'm I'm currently in the game, right? Um So I'm going to do the 20. Let's do it. Uh But yeah, like I I think I think they're going to get a taste of it and then they're just going to be like, "Oh yeah, for sure." We're we're gonna we're gonna keep doing this. We're, we're gonna keep putting stuff. We're gonna keep putting stuff on there, man. Why would we not? Like it's it's working. Like we're making good money. You know. It just it just again it just it just stands to reason. Like it's a sensible decision. It doesn't feel like a you know out of left field decision. It's not like. Oh, I can't believe I can't believe they uh, they they're doing this. I can't believe they're they bought all this property and, and then they want to sell it and make money. Like if you think about it like this, in my in my mind, I think that people that thought this was going to be like this huge victory for you know Game Pass and Xbox, I don't necessarily think they're wrong. I just don't think it's going to play out precisely how they envisioned it. Does that make sense? Like, I actually think you are going to get more games and more stuff on Game Pass than if they wouldn't have done this. Does that make sense? Like, if they wouldn't have bought Activision Blizzard, you wouldn't be getting those games on Game Pass. So the fact that they did buy Activision Blizzard, I do think you are going to get not all, but some of the bigger titles on Game Pass. Like I, I do think they are going to do that, okay? And the... Okay, it's at the P.O. Box. Thank you, Lone Wolf. But I don't think it's playing out exactly how people thought. It's like, not only are they going to do that, they're also like, yeah, we're, we're also going to do this over here because, you know, we're trying to make money. And the thing that's upsetting is people thought that when it was going to help Game Pass or put games on Game Pass it was going to turn the tide of the, the again what they perceived you know was the console war thank you so much Jay Shabu for and you did it you picked the right tier you picked the $6 tier congratulations on becoming a brand new member let's get two more get that to 30 see if you can tempt these guys to do a uh, let's let's do a big one here I'm gonna buy this helmet this helmet looks kind of hot uh, I'm gonna put this thing on let's see if it doesn't go with my orange outfit here thank you so much Jay Shabu for becoming a member uh, as well, I don't know if the purchase went through. Um, hang on, I need to set myself to. Uh, yeah, I don't think it went through. I need to set myself to d- do not disturb, or I'm going to be getting obliterated here. Um, oh, we actually have quite a few helmets. Some of the helmets, like, all look almost exactly the same, though. That's my only issue. Oh, that one matches. I do have one that matches. There we go. We just need to get a cape that matches. So again, I, I I don't think those people were inherently wrong about like what was going to happen. I just again I don't think great content, dude. Thank you. I just don't think it's playing out exactly the way that they thought. Think of it this way: imagine that. So where I'm from, and where I live, 
there are two malls and they're very close to each other (laughs) and if the owner of the property spent a bunch of money acquiring um let's say a food chain that's really popular thank you willie kale for gifted a member taking us to 29 and they put it in the one mall And the thought was, oh, this is going to be great. It's going to drive foot traffic to our mall. It's going to be awesome. And they're like, we're also going to put, we're also going to, we're also going to put it in the other mall. And I could see that being like, well, wait a minute. I thought we were going to get, I thought we were going to get the foot traffic. It's like, well, you are, you are going to get foot traffic. People are going to come here for that. Depending on what side of the road they're on or where they're coming from, they're going to come in to your mall, to your establishment for this particular business. So I think that's what's happening here. Is I was like, wait a minute, I thought we were going to get this stuff on Game Pass. I thought this was going to be good for Game Pass. And it's like, yeah, it probably is. Now, again, maybe not exactly how you thought. They they haven't flooded Game Pass yet. We, we don't know exactly what that's going to look like. You know, but... It's also going to go to, uh, you know, other other platforms... It's just the way that it's going right now. This guy on Twitter says it's pretty wild watching all the subscription services realize they were not sustainable and trying to find ways to be. And he says they all overspent on content or used accounting tricks, theorizing and attempting to grow to a much larger total addressable market than what was achievable. Now that reality has set in, they have to cut costs and increase prices. Yeah. All your all your subservices, all your TV subservices are going that route for sure, for sure. We got a full squad right now, by the way. We got a full squad. Let me let me give you guys a little peeksy here. We're ready to go, dude. We are ready to go. I really like the I really like the cape that I've got on with just the white right across the top, so that way it doesn't it doesn't uh, it doesn't conflict. We're looking good, boys. We're looking good. We're ready. We we're ready. We're ready for action right now. We really are. I like that helmet on Hilly. It almost looks like a halo a little bit. <laughs> there he is. Oh, he's right, right on top of me. Um, so we will uh, we'll be going over to do some gameplay here in just a moment. I've got to schedule the stream, so let me do that. And again, we don't do tons of gameplay here, but we've been enjoying this game so much. I don't want to fall too far behind uh, I don't want to fall too far, far behind look at all that pay to win yeah I don't even know what I bought it, does it even have stats I don't even know like I didn't even think that the stats changed right all the armor that I have yeah all the stats are identical oh no there is heavy armor way down here that I could put on I've not put this on yet so the armor rating goes up, further reduces recoil when crouching or prone, provides 50% resistance to explosive damage, but it kills my speed and my stamina regen. Oh, there's also light armor that makes you faster and gives you better stamina regen. So there's literally just tiers, okay? Oh no, I do have passives. So this one here that I'm wearing further reduces recoil when crouching or prone by 30%, increases initial inventory and holding capacity of grenades by 2. So there are minor perks on these things. I mean, I got this from the Battle Pass. So again, you can earn this without money. 
The helmets do not have stats. I don't have any additional bonuses on the capes either. Yeah. The helmets are all the exact same. I mean, the stuff they're doing here is just so minor. I, I just, I think, again, I think people are well overstating the case. It's like, it's not, there's no pathway to spending to power. It just is impossible. All right. Helldivers 2 gameplay. I don't actually know what we're even going to grind. I don't know what's preferable right now with my level. Like, is there particular missions we should set our sights on? I want to get as much, you know, currency and uh, I want to get as much um, currency and and the, uh, the, the metals as possible. I want to unlock as much stuff as I can because, like, I'm just really enjoying it. Uh, let's do this, this, this. And this. Okay. Uh. Okay, let me set up redirect. Okay. There we go. Okay. Just make sure you're cleaning, you're clearing the map. Treat it like an open world. The guys that I was playing with last night, they were doing that. Alejandro becomes a member and right there puts us a 20 bomb away from 50. Somebody joining all on their own just bumped us to 30 out of 50. I love seeing people pick up memberships all on their own. It's so good to see that. Typically, it's almost all gifted. So great. Thank you so much for doing that. That level of membership is like a sample, basically. It's a $5 tier for gifted. You get into our Discord. You get into most of the members-only content. And if you like what you see in the Discord, you can always bump up by $1, and it'll get you into the rest of the content that we do. Uh, it's a great way for you just to kind of sample and see if you like the community and what we do here. We'll see if you can't tempt one of the big boys to drop a 20 bomb. Some of those guys wait in the wings and they love to drop those. So thank you so much, Alejandro. Mm-mm-mm. One of my favorite characters from Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is Alejandro. You think light armor is the best? They need transmog, though. Like, I want to look cool, you know? Like, that's always the dilemma, isn't it? Like, the light armor... The light armor... I do like the idea of light armor, but I'm also like, I want to look cool, man. You know? All right, we got redirect set up. You guys all use a light armor. Okay, okay. See, that's the thing. You probably get a taste for that quicker movement, and it's just over. You probably don't even want to to go back. You, you start moving a little bit faster, have a little bit more stamina, and you're like, I'm not going back. That's always the problem with you give yourself a little bit more agility in a game like this. Mm-hmm. Helldivers 2... Uh, running speed 
you die so fast like i wonder if it just becomes like like yeah why wouldn't you wear the light armor because you do die so fast you like having extra stims transmog is one of my ones yeah because you know you get some pretty cool armor in this game and then you want to put on the like you know what i'm saying you know you end up looking like hilly this guy looks like you know he's like the dum-dum they're gonna send in to dismantle the bomb because they don't like him and then i look kind of cool you know Alejandro says, your content is great. I appreciate your opinion and controversial takes in the gaming world. You put controversial in quotations. <laughs> Are you saying that my takes aren't really controversial, even though people try to cast them as controversial? Because uh, that sounds about right to me. <laughs> Keep an eye out for those uh, common rare samples. Yes, I'm always looking for those. I am. I'm always looking for those because that's how you buy the stuff for your ship. For sure. Okay. I am going to quickly run upstairs and use the restroom and stretch my legs. And when I get back, we're going to jump into some Helldivers 2 gameplay. Make sure before you leave, smash the like button. Uh, Make sure you're subscribed with the bell button uh, pressed. That's going to increase the likelihood of you getting a gifted member. And if you guys go crazy and you get us back to 3,000 members before Friday, my wife and I will play this game on a Friday night. So, I will be right back. Okay, let's let's get it, boys. Let's get it. Okay. 
Alright, so we're going to go over here. I'm going to keep the daily goal up since you guys did such a great job. We can easily slam another 20. Wouldn't surprise me at all. I'm going to do that. I'm going to turn my music off. Then the tweet. Quote tweet. All right, I'm going to spam a link in chat. That is where we are going. Make sure when we get over there, guys, to smash that like button. Thanks so much for checking out this video of more Helldivers 2 gameplay. We already played the game at launch date. We did a member stream. We might do another member stream this Friday if we hit our big member goal of 3,000 members. If you want to join in and help us hit that goal, that'd be amazing. We only need about 150 more, and I'll be playing this game with my wife on Friday night. She doesn't know that yet. She's going to be pretty irritated with me, but it'll be, a, it'll be a fun time. If you've never been here before for one of those streams, you really want to be here. It's so, so much fun. So, Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button and that bell button and consider hitting that join button. It supports me directly, helps us hit that goal. I'm going to end the previous stream where we talked about whether or not this game was pay 